Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden, and also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan, Keith Steigert, Uber Reader and Romance Junkie. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls. We have an intimate group this evening. Class, can you say intimate? Welcome, Facebook Livers. Hi. Guys. Hello. It's COVID-y out here, so our, <laughs> our crowd is That's a, the weather a little on the small side. But for those of you who did make the trip tonight, thank you. Vonnie's not intimate enough with her microphone. <laughs> I keep hitting it with my boob. Where did you get gelato? <laughs> what a lucky what? microphone. I was so focused on my well, chocolate it's mouse. Like Damn. My knees keep hitting this, so I backed up my chair. <gasps> Hi, Andrea. My coworker is watching. Hi, I just Andrea. saw her pop into the. Why are you not here? She's got little ones, so. Oh, okay, all right, okay. She's at home with the bit. I just saw <laughs> her name pop Martha's up. Wrath. <laughs> oh, and wrath. then Donna. Donna says Donna! hello. Hi, Donna. <gasps> Your best friend. Yes. <laughs> Your friend of me. Your best friend of me is here. Shona G's in the front row. And man, the crowd in here, it's so, it, we can barely, it's standing room only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's one of those nights where most people are just sort of sitting at home in front of their fireplace, snuggled in with a good book like they should be. It's 70 degrees outside. Who has their fireplace on? Well, the fireplace was on here when I got here and I said, dude. <laughs> they're gonna have to shut that off because i know some of us are ha having some hot flashes already without the fire yeah i know i'm always hot <laughs> maybe that's because i keep googling inappropriate things that you send me in oh, our messages yeah, yeah. Mar oh, martha's favorite pastime lately is to see how screwed up she can make our algorithms yeah. right well you know what's screwing up my algorithm is that new game lewd Oh, because Ludo. that's Ludle. 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 Yes, yes. That sorry. is the three book girls version of Wordle. I mean, we didn't make it up. We didn't make we it up. We, no. we Man, adopted we it immediately, though. We should have probably done that. We would have been worth but a lot of money. But it's inappropriate words, and they're words I don't even know. So every time I play it, I'm like, ooh, what's that mean? So yep. I Google she it, Googled and I'm like, educational. <laughs> and every time she Googles it, her algorithm gets worse and worse and worse. You're supposed to go on incognito for that. Yeah, Everybody there's a whole mode that. for that. Is that like a condom for the internet? Yes. So what I kind mean, of you can, you can also now you can also make your chats go incognito your Facebook chats like we'll, what? we'll delete them after so long. Yeah, I saw it today when I was on my phone. I was like, what does this like button do? And it like makes it where it disappears after like almost like a Snapchat. What? Some of the book girls are doing some weird stuff that they don't want anybody. Yeah, to I was know gonna say about. why do you? No, it pops up when you open your messenger on the top like uh, right hand corner. There's a little lock and you can like flip the exactly lock. Who exactly are you messaging that you need no. it to disappear right away? <laughs> No one. I need I, no trace of I was this. <laughs> I mean, there's probably lots of times I should have used that feature in my life. I think that's true for all of us. What kind of inappropriate words are you Googling? I mean... You, we are in public. Well, I mean, do you really want me to tell you what words I've looked up lately and my... Let me look at my internet well, history. Well, since we're in public, we have to at least have some sort of a filter. Well, but here's, here's the thing, though. The words we were looking up, we thought... Meant oh. normal things. Okay, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. They example. were looking up. I did not Google. Perfect I let them. Example. Has anyone ever done teabag folding? 
it is a really pretty art. You take, because tea bags used to come in really pretty wrappers, and then people would take them and they would fold them. And a really good friend of mine, she, and she's like in her um, late 50s, and she <laughs> makes cards. And she wanted to find a new pattern. So she was at work and she went on the internet. And instead of tea bag folding, she looked up tea bagging <laughs> because. They're pretty close. Oh, did I mention that she works as a secretary in a church? Oh, oh no. So just as she typed enter, behind her in walks the pastor. And he says, oh, my. And she says, oh, my goodness. And let me just tell you that teabagging and teabag folding are not the same thing. No, no, they are not. You know, that reminds me when I was working in the schools in Ohio and like the kids were trying to look up like X-Men, like the cartoon, oh, no. like the X, like Marvel characters. And they typed in just X-Men and like the school website like didn't block it. Like all of a sudden there was like <gasps> porn no! sites up on the, and they were like middle schoolers and they're like, I don't, I don't know what just happened. I was like, just close it. Just close it. <laughs> like, what are you trying to look like up? more than one X? Uh, no, I think it did. X. I think they just did like X Men, and it because if it, you add extra X's, I, I don't can know. Maybe see they did. They were, I don't, but the panic that ensued. Like I think the kid thought that he was getting kicked out of school for life, <laughs> and I was like, just, just hit the X. Okay, let's look up like X Men cartoon. <laughs> like let's change our words here. Mm. I was thinking about how last night we accidentally Googled the word twice baked potato. Oh and that was really, God. really, so really you do, horrifying. Do not Google that. <laughs> on a public forum. <laughs> Maybe turn your incognito mode on. I haven't Googled or it. Or on myself. your work computer. I, I do believe the urban dictionary. I thought we the can't first even definition explain was how bad, terrible but, and horrifying but it is. As you read down, it gets worse and worse and worse. And we're gagging and laughing. Um, There's not enough alcohol in the world. <laughs> no. <laughs> we need There's to not enough eye bleach mother in the world. Is laughing at us a mind scrub. <laughs> See, my story about that whole subject is um, there was one time I was in a group of people. They were a little bit younger, and they were talking about peanut butter jelly time. Well, I thought that was like a song in it's a, a cartoon. It's a very annoying song, yeah. Peanut butter and jelly time. No. <laughs> well, that's not the peanut butter jelly time they were talking about. <laughs> and I just laughed along like I knew what it was. And then when I got home, I Googled it, and I was like, whoa. They're trying I to, shouldn't they're have They're trying to destroy that. the youth by taking their <laughs> cute little things and their, and their Thanksgiving baked potato, twice-baked potatoes, and then they turn them into something ugly. I like twice baked potatoes i don't know if i can eat those anymore i'm really glad sad i did about not that. witness whatever you all looked uh, up last night they toss on a salad baking a potato i mean seriously toss you guys that's another no. one that was on there who will toss my salad that's a cute little golden Ugh. book and now i can never read it again yeah. <laughs> i had it is an actual book explain what teabagging was when i was at work one time because I didn't know what it was. And I'm like, what's up with teabagging? I don't understand. And that where you just dip it in and out of the hot water? They're sort like, of like, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of. I think Oklahoma City's over there Googling. I know. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm worried for your algorithm. We See? said not to look up twice baked potatoes. We <laughs> tried to warn you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm happy to be behind the times. Right? Oh, man. Uh, now I feel like I need to turn my incognito on and Google it, but I don't oh want my to. Gosh. We had to share our pain with you. We mm -hmm. did, yeah. It, it was a definite a definite moment where I wanted to go, isn't there an eyewash?
wash station in here? I'm just glad yeah, when I test the I wash stations weekly at work, they function. So you can always go to my office. And have we scarred you for life? God, do you ever play? This is how it works, okay? Oh, God, there's but little, see, there are little like ears therapy. over at the cafe. It's like therapy. You talk about the things that disturb you, and then you, you feel need better. No, because, <laughs> I mean, look at Netflix and chill. We I was taught that no, chill no. is hang out. No, no. Netflix because I said to my 19-year-old, I said, how about we Netflix and chill? And he looked at me like, <laughs> oh, my goodness, don't talk to me for another year. <laughs> <laughs> no. Shona, what did you Shona just look just up? just Googled it. Okay. No. See? I told you not to do it. Every Why? single one of you no. are like my teenagers, where the second I say to you, do Don't not do Google this thing. It. You're going to Google it. You do the thing. I mean, that's do what it. I did. Do it. Come no. on, Heather. You I'm going to turn on your incognito mode and then Google. Oh, no. Please just tell make a me little you... list and you can Google it in the privacy of your own home. You there. guys are all on a list somewhere now, you know. <laughs> the government saw that. You're all on the list. It's okay. I've been on that list for a long time. They don't really bother me that much. I was going to say, anyone that's in our reading rivalry group chat is already on the list because of Rachel. Inquiring minds need to know because you don't want to make those mistakes in front of people and embarrass yourself. So you have to sort of, you know, it's it's a bit like educating yourself except for really except badly. For okay, now, before I forget about it, because I do tend to get distracted often. By dirty words. By really awful words. We want to take this time to remind you that if you really love us and want to hear the really bad stuff we have to cut out every week. Can you imagine that there's worse stuff than this? <laughs> stuff that we possible. even have to edit. <laughs> it is like, possible. We can't say that. And special episodes, which we do special episodes uh, periodically. The last one we did was we all talked about Lord of the Flies. No, that we did, actually, we did we our, our, our least favorite okay, book. Uh, all right. Uh, I was getting there. We did Lord of the oh, Flies, yeah. and then we did our least favorite books of the year. Not that they're necessarily bad. We no, just didn't just, like them. we didn't like them. So if you're interested in becoming a Patreon member, you can go check out our website. Is that where it is? Yep. You, I'll have a link to it from okay. our website. Yeah. And any of our socials, um, the link tree has the Patreon link right. on there as well. Um, we are also giving away some things tonight because we're nice like that since you <laughs> made the trip and whatnot. We have these lovely coasters from Redbubble. There's a set of four and this magnet that goes on the back of your car so that you don't have to ruin your paint job and your husband will slap your hands. And the people here at Full Circle have generously given us a copy of Radium Girls, which we will be doing a group conversation about later. Instead of saying tip your waiters and waitresses when we're performing live and because we're in a bookstore, we always say, Please purchase a book if you can while you're here. And tip your waiter, your barista, <laughs> yes. the lovely and talented Zulu. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> he serves beer that's very cold. He had a, he he worked really hard for that. He he did a special magic trick to make it extra cold. Did he? He did. What's the Harry Potter spell for cold beer I, I don't know what the harry potter spell is i don't know enough latin to like it's gonna say megan is megan Meg, usually pulls some i can aki i can accio you cold beer but i cannot i don't know the coldest i can have a dementor assess. suck the soul out of the beer hold and make on, it cold on, on, i mean on, there's there's choices here hey, i can't hey, google. google lumos turning flashlight on no that turned yeah and if you say um hey google knocks it'll turn it hey, off hey google knock flashlight 
Whenever I do that, it just gives me the definition. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So So we got to talk about some books, which is what we came here for, right? Yes, we're going to transition into some books. What? Oh, okay. So, Vani, is there anything inappropriate and dirty in your book this week? (laughs) No. I, I mean so. Nazis. She's like laughing. Like I don't Nazis. read those kind of books. Bonnie, That's you know what's I really do read funny? those books. A you lot. know what's really funny though? <laughs> because review them. <laughs> we are so awful, but we are serious readers. We love books. Vani particularly always reads the serious stuff, and she always has to transition from our filth. <laughs> And there's never an easy way. That there's never an easy way. Yeah, she's always the one that has to try to pull a rabbit out of that hat. It's like the bridge time. that goes over top of the Niagara Falls. <laughs> <laughs> you just look down and pray that you don't. Um, oh, I gotta find we it. did have a little bit of a snafu. Not really, though. If you think about it, it was really good for, for full circle because we advertised the books that we were going to review. And the books that Keith and I chose sold out. So our books That's aren't here. That's how good they are. Yeah. Our books are not here for display. You'll only see Vonnie and Megan's books. And Megan's and is This the is the movie cover, the and so it hurts movie, my soul, but it is here. The adaptation of her book instead of If you book. don't want to so. throw things when you see a movie cover, it's... Same book, just different cover. Yeah. And it's, it's hurting my soul, too, so it's okay. But it's here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Vonnie, what kind of level of depression... Are we eating babies or... Oh, no. Like, no. what's our eating scale? <laughs> like, on a one to five? Well, I mean, okay, so this is during World War II, and it is at Auschwitz, so, you so know. So you know it's going to be a lighthearted book. So it's going to be. Five. It's at least a 4.9. I've, I've read Sadder. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's fair. Out of all of the books that I read, I would probably say this is probably just like a three, maybe. Hmm. So not super sad. So not Right. But three, I feel river, like a so three score. on a Vani scale, though, is like a five on somebody else's scale. Well, then what would you call like ones that I read like Silka's Journey and Sarah's Key? That would like those be were off like, the scale. Those were like yeah. fours. I would say those were fours. Fours? Really? Silka's Journey only a four? I Have re- you read it? Not yet. It's on my TBR. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's on my TBR. Woo. <laughs> Woo. You read that and then tell me if it's a four because okay. that was difficult oh, for me Oh, you said that was a read. five. You said that was a five. That was difficult for me oh, to read. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying level. that was a three like that, that was this level. No, 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 no. No, no. Three. Okay. I'm with you now. I'm with okay. you. Okay. So this book is called Three Sisters by Heather Morris. And for anyone who's not famili- familiar with Heather Morris, she wrote um, Tattooist of Auschwitz and Silka's Journey. So one thing that I like about her is that she uses a few of the same characters in all of her books, um, but they're not exactly, you know, they're not, it's not a series or anything, so you don't have to worry about if you haven't read it or not. It's just, I li- it's almost like seeing somebody you know, like at the mall, just randomly you're like oh hey i know you and you're reading a book and you're like oh hey i know who that person is for me anyways i like that i'm gonna turn her up i honestly it's something with the speaker can you guys hear her you know other uh, also we have to do a very quick um explanation of all of our technical difficulties tonight okay (laughs) i hired a tech person for tonight the bearded book girl josh lupton was prepared to come and set up for us tonight and he got covid so, so we had to figure it out on our own there are some issues tonight that we couldn't figure out and y'all just have to listen closely because <laughs> i could not i'm i guess i'm just not smart enough to figure that crap out by myself 
this time. So I'll I try to speak up. There you go. Anyone we who's not familiar already. with Heather Morris, she wrote Tattooist of Auschwitz and Silka's Journey, which are two of my favorite books also. So I had to read this one when I saw that it came up. And what this is about, it's about three Slovakian sisters during World War II. And um, the oldest one at the beginning of the book, she is sick and she goes to the hospital and this is right about the same time that the Nazis start rounding up people for quote unquote labor camps. So, and the doctor knows this, he has information and he keeps the older sister because she's the right age for them to take to a labor camp and so he's trying to protect her by keeping her there because if she's in the hospital of course they're not going to take her to a labor camp well the nazis show up at their door and instead they decide they're going to take the younger sister to the labor camp so they tell the parents that um or actually just the mom because their dad died from injuries that he got during world war one before World War II started. So it's basically just the mother and the three sisters. And um, they tell the mom she is to report to this specific place to go to the labor camps the next day. And of course, everyone's distraught. You know, she's only, you know, like 14 or 15 years old. She's too young. She's just a little kid. And the middle sister comes home from... Uh, she's like in like this training thing and she comes home that night and hears about this and decides that she's just going to go to the labor camps with her she doesn't care that she wasn't selected for the labor camp she's just going to show up and she's going to go because she wants to take care of her younger sister so then it turns into these two sisters and they go to this labor camp and then it's they end up in Auschwitz and it's about them trying to survive in Auschwitz and let me tell you, these two sisters think fast on their feet to stay out of trouble and try to get, like, extra privileges and everything else to try to survive Auschwitz. Well, while all this is happening, the war continues, and they keep rounding people up and rounding people up. Well, they end up round, or sending the sister at a different time to Auschwitz, but, of course, she doesn't know that her other two sisters are at Auschwitz also. So then... It kind of goes from there, and the story is just about them surviving and watching out for each other. I really like this book because it's about sister, sisters and sisters' bonds, and I love my sister. I do anything for my sister, so I just, I always connect with those stories a lot, and I like Heather Moore. She's, a, she's an awesome writer. I like all of her books. I would recommend all of them, but yeah, it was it was a great book. I loved it. And it was one of those ones that nobody could talk to me when I was listening to it. Or else, because I mean. Because you were too busy crying? Not, <laughs> no, I wasn't crying. It was just intense. She was crying on the inside. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was awesome. I mean, this is going to be probably one of my favorites. It might be one of my favorites at the end of the year. Hey, and we do a whole episode at the end of every year. So if you missed this last year, um, just go on and look for our last episode in December. 
and you will be able to hear the five. I think we picked five, didn't we? It was five. Uh, yeah. We picked five. You tried to hey, hijack and pick six like she does seven. every year. Hey, she tried to do seven. Every Stop year. dissing me. Every, You know why? Because she goes last. So we all pick our five, and then she gets to the end and is like, oh, I have seven. And we're like, no, that's cheating. You told us five. You have to do five, too. Children, yeah. no bickering. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, that book was called Three Sisters by Heather Morris. It's wonderful. If you like historical fiction, I would recommend it. It's not as sad as some of the books I review. So you'll only cry a little. Depending on how thin your heart is. <laughs> okay, and there is one copy available tonight to purchase, but if you really like the book and you want to support independent bookstores, which of course we do, we would love for you to order a copy and pick it up later or have it mailed to you. That would be awesome. Uh, Keith. 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 Keith flew all the way from Pennsylvania to be here. Yay. Yay. Just so you know. But it's cold there, so it wasn't she missed much the blizzard, so she's not she's real like, sad about this, it. Is this winter? And I also have three children, so <laughs> bummer. <laughs> bummer. She had a whole weekend off. I'm just kidding, baby. I'm sorry. Hi, He's watching, you. by the way. I know, I know he is. He keeps texting yeah. me on my phone. Um, <laughs> Mr. Keith said "yeet" in the chat. <laughs> yes. He knows He's, how much I love a yeeting the baby in the yes. river story. Mr. Oh, Keith is way, here. Jamie's here. We had to look that up, too. We had to look yeet up because we had no idea what that I knew what, what yeet meant, was. So. My children told me what yeet was. <laughs> I, kn- I knew what yeet was. Okay. So my book is called uh, My Cone and Only. And when I told Martha that, she was... She was like, um, you mean my one and only? And I said no, because of course texting. my book has cute little pun title. Look, I have a picture of it. That's, look how cute it is. It's so happy and fun. Since um, we do not have the physical <laughs> book here because it's sold out. And that is by Susanna Nix. And uh, all this is the first of series. Every book can be read as a standalone. But it's really fun because, like Vonnie's book, except happy, um, <laughs> each book will have characters that you have heard of in previous books and then each new book will have new characters that kind of take off from others so you can read them as a standalone or you can read all about the entire world i guess so this takes place in texas and our main characters woohoo that's right texans in the house and our main characters are wyatt and andy um and oh they're all named after ice creams because Wyatt's family are the King family. And they own, in our fictional world, the second biggest ice cream factory in the world. So they're the ice cream kingpins, basically. And Wyatt hates ice cream. So he has he wants nothing to do with say, his wait family. Wait a minute. Why isn't he lactose intolerant? Who is down on the job? Here? <laughs> He's not lactose intolerant. He just hates ice cream. Yeah. And we thought long and hard about how to describe Wyatt. And what I came up with is that Wyatt has never met a woman that he doesn't want to abandon before breakfast the next morning. Hmm. So, you know, he's a... Did you just... She's trying to poison me I, by I, putting stuff in my, my water. Her microphone... Keith's mic condom 
somehow no, fell into yours, her water. No, that's yours because hers is Mine's on, on my mic her because I believe in safe. That has to be yours. Talking. My condom's right here. <laughs> Mine's torn. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> look at all these people knocking, knocking you out. There's a historical document to show I did not do it on purpose. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Yet to be determined. <laughs> okay. Keep, you can have mine. No, I don't drink after Martin. I haven't drank. COVID. I haven't drank in any. God. I brought a bottle. Zulu, could we have another water? <laughs> Please and thank and you. And this is the beauty of live, because we would edit all that stuff out, <laughs> but you get to see it all. It's awesome. It's like Hooray! you're an honorary Patreon all member right now. All the stupid crap that we do while we're doing our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so sorry, why it's Keith. a philanderer? <laughs> How about we just say <laughs> that? Philanderer is an awesome word. Okay, go ahead. Because Wyatt has been in love with his best friend's little sister since he was 17. And his best friend is this big, huge dude who has said since he was 17 in no uncertain terms, don't you ever touch my sister. So sadness, he can't be with the woman he loves, so he'll be with every other woman in town. (laughs) Chino, because you got to find a way to cure the sadness somehow. Andy is Josh's little sister, and lo and behold, Andy's been in love with Wyatt since she was 15 years old. Star-crossed lovers. And she's like, but Josh only likes me as like a sister kind of person. So of course, yes, they are the star-crossed lovers. And so she is very close with the family and she has to constantly watch him, you know, taking home every woman in town. Mm. Woot. You mean Wyatt, right? Woot. Not Josh. Wyatt, sorry. Ooh, if she took Josh home, that would be nasty. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify. I just wanted to make sure we were all on the same page. Okay, sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> Andy has this amazing job. She is, she is like a biologist. So throughout the book, she gives you all sorts of awesome little facts about animals and just all sorts of weird stuff. Um, like opossums. I mean, you can look up all about opossums, but they're fascinating. They have two. But the girls, guess what? They also have two. So it works. <gasps> Anyway, we can't say that word. They have matching pieces. They have matching Matching pieces. pieces. They're puzzle pieces. Me, dude. There's little ears in the children's section. I think y'all know what we're talking about by now. And there was one up there a minute ago. Don't we have euphemisms for that? (laughs) Just Google it. Remember what we said earlier? Just Just Google Google it. (laughs) But happily, at one point, Andy finally kind of starts to realize that. Oh my gosh, maybe maybe Wyatt likes me after all. So they get together. But the problem is they have to hide their relationship in secret. Because the big brother gets really, really upset. Exactly. Right? Because Josh will kick the ever-loving daylights out of, out of Wyatt if he finds out. But it's a fun little story. There are all sorts of fascinating events that happen in the story. It's very cute. It's very humorous. And um, I gave it five stars, and I've got a new scale for how spicy it is. <gasps> What's the new scale? On a scale of one to five, it would be three Megan blushes. <laughs> so it's a little what's spicy. The f- what's the, what would be a five? 
<laughs> you don't want to think about ice, it. Ice planet barbarians, baby. <laughs> Twice I mean, baked I'm... potato. <laughs> I mean, I read Fifty Shades. I read the billionaire one. Yeah, but we make you blush. That's true. Talking about some of the things in the books, if we say them out loud, I mean, if you're blushing, okay, you don't but blush to be fair, I about them. Blush probably, really easily. <laughs> you're probably blushing when you read those other books too, and Prob- people just maybe. don't know why. Maybe yeah. it's just hot in here. <laughs> um, Phyllis says that's an excellent scale. <laughs> see, yeah, see. <laughs> Love you, Phyllis. <laughs> so yes, on a one to five Megan blushing scale, it is a three. <laughs> That's I an love awesome it. Awesome scale, man. <laughs> so it's a fun book. It's a little spicy. Um, and that again was My Cone and Only by Susanna Nix. And her second book in the series is out already, and her third is coming out soon. All right, we're going to take a little bit of a hard left. I read The Knife of Never Letting Go by Patrick Ness, and it is the first book in the Chaos Walking series. And if you can't find it under the knife of never letting go, look under Chaos Walking, because when they made the movie with Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley last year, they, you know, do the traditional movie cover. So you might have to look under both titles to find it. So this book starts off with it basically drops you in with Todd Hewitt, who's our main character, and he is talking to his dog and his dog is it's talking back so you kind of find out like something really odd is happening early on in this book um and what we learn is that they're on new i think it's new world is what they call their planet they're on a new planet and they just call it new world and there are no women in this planet that we know of uh oh, that a problem. It is a slight problem. <laughs> Are you sure this isn't prison? I wouldn't like no, this. Book. Uh, I'll get there. I um, bet you there's some twice baked potatoes going on there. Oh my God. <laughs> I haven't even Googled what it is, but there no, are no I'm... Megan blushes in this book. <laughs> no, they're really no. So she this. Is <laughs> Uh, there is no Megan Blushing in this Megan, book. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, Go ahead. So what we learn, though, is that the reason the dog can talk and, to- and Todd can talk to his dog uh, is because they have what they call the noise. So they can he- every man can hear every other man's, like, thoughts. So, like, if Crap, you're... Crap, dude. That's you, terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> so... Every time you have like any, so any time of extra thought you have, everyone can hear it. And there's just really no way to turn it off. It's part of this planet. And we think, um, so there was obviously native people on this planet at one point when they got there and they were called the spackle. And the noise was like a weapon that the spackle made to fight off the people coming to new, new world. Um, and so Todd's been told his whole life that the spackle are why we have the noise and, um, that the spackle are also why there's no women, that the spackle were responsible pretty much for all the bad things that have happened in their town. And Todd's 13 in the book. Um, and at 14, you become a man and he is the last lies. Uh, no 14 year old <laughs> is a man. No. But in he, this world. In this world, he becomes, and he's like 27 days, he's like a month away from being 14. So he's like so excited because he is going to be a man now. 
and he doesn't know what that means. He just knows that there's things that happen when you become a man that was in the be town. My question. <laughs> but there's, it's not like, yeah. So you, he just knows like in 14 days I'm gonna be a man, and there just won't be any more like boys. Like he is the youngest, and he was born on the planet. So there were women at one point on the planet, but they have since no more. Um, and. He always is told to like control his noise because the mayor is kind of a jerk and likes to try to like control everybody. And he's kind of forming them almost like an army is what he's up to. Um, But then Todd's out in the swamp one day and all of a sudden there's like a silence hole. Like he like just senses that there's just like silence in front of him. Like he can't hear any of the like woodland creatures or anything. And he finds a young girl. Hide her, hide her quick. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So she's in the swamp hiding and she's running from him and everybody else. And there's a priest whose name is Aaron. And he is like weirdly obsessed with Todd. Like he just won't run, go away. (laughs) And there's, I I can't tell you why, because it'll give too many spoilers, but um, Aaron is just always around. Like, and he always is quoting like really weird, like Bible verses that probably aren't actually Bible verses. Um, He's just very preachy because that's his job. He's the preacher on the, on the plant, on the town. And so Todd finds the girl and his parents his two his the two men that basically raised him after his mother died are like shooing him like giving him the secret book journal that you know his mom kept and they're like go run like take the girl and run so you have two 13 14 year olds like running in the woods to an unknown location trying to get away it's the new blue lagoon (laughs) yeah so they're trying to they're trying to get away from prentice town which is the town that they're living in and his dads the equivalent of his dads were basically like you have to warn them and they're like who are we warning like we're the only people on this planet like what do you mean who who is them um well it's not really a spoiler there are other towns on the planet and prentice town purposely hid that information from its residents like its younger residents the older generation knows because they were there when the the planet was like inhabited um so they know that there's more out there but the younger generation does not necessarily know there's anything out there and he todd has to um you know, get Viola to Viola's the girl he finds, um, to trust him. And they're on this adventure together. And he's like, I'm going to be a man in like 27 days. And she's like, well, how old are you? And he's like, I'm 13 and whatever meant 13 months. And she was like, you're already 14, bro. He, but their planet has like extra months. Like when they started the new world, they just started adding months to the year because they could. And he, and she was like, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> so she has like this whole other perspective because she and her parents were scouts for the next people that were supposed to be coming to the planet to, and it's been like 20 years. Like they've been trying to get to the planet for like 20 years and they were like cryostasis and all that stuff. Um, and they crash land and that's how she ends up on the planet, um, stumbling across Todd and they basically are just on the run the rest of the book and the priest or preacher, I don't think he's technically a priest. The preacher, Aaron is like 
the Energizer Bunny, like the man will not disappear <laughs> and uh, give up. Like he just, like you think you're like, yeah, okay, this is the end of Aaron. And then no, <laughs> it's not. Oh, he's like those dudes at the end of the horror movie and they yes. just keep coming. And he just you're keeps like, oh, coming. It's dead. Nope. And the descriptions of him, you're like, how is that man still alive? Michael Myers. Kinda, yeah. See? yeah. So that but guy you never find dies. out like why he's so persistent later on and it's a spoiler, so I can't tell you. But um they basically are running the entire book and from the Prentice Town mayor and we find out why the Prentice Town mayor is so fixated on Tom or not Tom, that would be Tom Holland on Todd. Um <laughs> And it, I really liked it. I bought the other two books actually today while we were out running around. And they're pretty. And they are really pretty. Um, they're like white and got different colors on them. And it ends on a cliffhanger. So you have to read the second one. But it, I, I liked it because it wasn't just like a normal like space kind of adventure. Because you felt like, oh, it's a little bit like Earth, but like a twisted, weird version of earth where like we're 14 year olds <laughs> we're, are we're 14 year olds are men and they can hear each other like it, it like the, and the like women that. can hear the men's noise that. so like viola can hear everything that todd is thinking oh no <laughs> but he can't hear her like her, the women don't have everyone's, the noise everyone's monster turn around and go pervert yeah <laughs> well and and what i do like about Sorry. the movie is that they age them. Stop talking about the movie. No, but it's a they age them in the movie. They're more like college kids. Oh, okay. So it's it makes it <laughs> yeah, and, but it also makes it a little bit funnier because they're older. Oh, okay. Because he's he'll like at one point Does he, he say he's fourteen in the movie. No. Oh, okay. No. That would be crazy. Well, I'm fourteen. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is my full beard. Yeah. So, but the the movie I will say does differ from the book. Like when I got to the end of the book, I was like, "Oh, I need to rewatch the movie because that is not how that movie ended." And now I'm intrigued. Um, but yeah, it was. I really liked it. I can't wait to start the second one here. Probably in a couple of weeks, I'll read the second one. And that was, "The Knife of Never Letting Go" by Patrick Ness, or Chaos Walking, or Chaos Walking. However, you have to Google to make it come up. If you do Chaos Walking, you're going to get the movie cover. And if you want to purchase it tonight, you get the movie cover. Yeah. That's his noise on the cover of the like the little red flames. He's not on fire. <laughs> it's the visual representation you know, of his I'm noise. Still, I'm issues. still distracted by, by Megan saying cryostasis. That's usually me or Pat. <laughs> But that's like, how what the hell? Why yeah. are you reading in my genre? I am. This is kind of sci-fi. It's very sci-fi. It, it yeah. I it's it's it hard looks to ex- sci-fi. It's hard to explain it without giving spoilers. <laughs> and I am an anti-spoiler, so if you want to read it and then message me and talk about spoilers, I will be happy to have conversations about it that aren't spoiler <laughs> that once you've read it. All right. Guess it's my Woo-hoo. turn. Yes. You're it. I'm it. You're up. Okay. As we stated previously, the book that I had planned to review is not on site tonight. Because it's just that popular. Because it's a really, really good book. It is um, from an author that I have loved for a long time, but he previously wrote in the horror genre. His name is Christopher Buhlman, and the name of this book is The Black Tongue Thief. It is a fantasy novel, but previously... In the last few years, anyway, I found myself having a very difficult time getting into fantasy novels because the world building is so complex and you have to really buy into the whole, you know, suspend your disbelief 
and crawl into this other world and it's not always easy but the reason that I think I connected with this one so quickly is that the guy is so snarky for this book created a whole series of swears in this language so I do believe there's even an index in the book that tells you what the swears are so you can look but we up. can't look them but up we can't look Loodle. them up because we don't have a copy of the book here but um and the audio is fantastic i did listen to the audio i also purchased the copy a copy of the book for my bookshelf because it's really just that good the author reads his own audio and his accent is spot on so good the book is about a thief who, the way the world works is that it, in order to be a thief, you need to get training. So when you get your training, you have to pay back your debt. So he chooses to go for good training, which means that he owes the guild. And so in the beginning of the book, he is sort of bumming around with some, some road thieves because he's trying to make money to give back to the guild. Well... <laughs> They run into this chick on the road that kicks their butt. Um, she has what they call a war corvid, which is a really big-ass bird. And the birds are illegal uh, because they were used in the Goblin Wars and it's all this other explanation of stuff. But he can't figure out where the dang bird came from. So he's really confused. And, and the woman that they're trying to steal from on the road ends up kicking their butt they all run away and then later that night in the bar there she is so he becomes friends with her and he finds out later through several other different things not sexy time or anything that she has this bummer she has the <laughs> tattoo of the bird on her chest and the tattoo. And there was is no sexy time involved in finding no a tattoo on her nope. chest. No sexy time. Nah. She has to take her armor off to let the bird go. So if she's going to get in a fight, <laughs> she has to take off her clothes, basically, and let the bird come off. So you, you can know imagine a man how wrote freaking that. awkward that would be in a fight. That. Right. So there are a lot of little quirky things that make this world so pleasurable to be in. It's not a fantasy for little kids. Okay? Probably not. No. It's a fantasy novel for a snarky-ass adult like myself. <laughs> and I really, really loved it. It's his journey through... Um, basically, he ends up being with, with a group of people traveling to a destination, as you often see in fantasy novels. There are, there are some incredibly funny moments in it, but there are also some incredibly heart-wrenchingly sad moments. In fact, there's this one section. Uh, yeah, no. Seriously. <laughs> it is seriously. Goblins are... They always talk about the Goblin Wars. The Goblin Wars. She, yeah. You took Vonnie's book. The Goblin Wars. The goblins are biters, and you see people who've survived the wars, and they're usually you say biters or biters. fighters. <laughs> see, we biters. Bonnie and I were gonna let that I, go. I'm getting there. I was not letting that go. I'm explaining, okay? <laughs> so you see people who've survived the goblin wars, and they're running around with several fingers gone, because the gar and the goblins love them some man meat, okay? So there's a. Yeah, I know that's disgusting, but anyway. <laughs> Um, so there's a, a section in the book where they get captured by goblins 
because they were shipwrecked and they're on this island and they got to get off the island. So they end up being captured by goblins and put on this ship and the goblins are eating them one at a time. Right? And they're they're basically making them watch them eat their companions. Was I awake last time you reviewed this book? <laughs> I didn't go into this much detail okay. the last time. Whew. Okay. Okay. I'm just making you I was like about all the I, I'm telling you about review. this particular scene because it really shows the the depth and breadth of his writing style. He is really a brilliant writer. Um, yeah, this section is it kind of reminded me of the scene in the Lord of the Rings where can't remember if it was Pippin or Mary. I think it might have been Pippin. Sings um, in Denethor's chamber when Denethor is, you know, We're basically nerdy sending, sending his son off to war and whatever. And it's a really sad moment. And he's singing. Well, they're watching, they're watching their shipmate get eaten in front of them. And in order to distract themselves, they all begin to sing. And it, I'm getting... We don't talk about Bruno. Shut up, my God. It's really sad, okay? So anyway, just a really poignant... Oh, my God. Oh, you all heard Can't that. Can't believe you said it. You all heard you that. You said it. We have video proof. <laughs> I can't even cut it out of the podcast because they're watching live. <laughs> I did. I did. I said the word. Mark the calendar. <laughs> I'm making a note. <laughs> Write that down. I'm writing it down. I'm going to put Phyllis it on just every said podcast OMG. note going forward. In episode 282, Martha said that she read a poignant book. Da, da, da. Everyone is commenting. Shut <laughs> your <laughs> Phyllis said, OMG in all caps. Farrah said she did not. Shona Lawrence said, poignant. And Pat Griner, score oh. one poignant for Martha. <laughs> Marth, Martha has oh. done you wrong, Pat. And right. then a okay, shocked okay, okay. face emoji. <laughs> and Farrah said, I can't believe she just said that. I can't believe I just said that. I blame this beer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Oh my god. That is worth so much. <laughs> All right. I have it in underline. Donna asked if Martha's stars. drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I think I am, Donna. I think I'm drunk. <laughs> At least. New drinking game from All right. Phyllis. How many times how many Okay, times okay, okay, okay. okay. Martha says poignant. <laughs> oh You'll be pretty sober. It's alright. <laughs> <sighs> So, so what was so poignantly happening? <laughs> I guess being eaten by goblins was pretty funny. Anyway, yeah. So it was really a good book, though. Christopher Buhlman is a snarky-ass guy. He was actually on our show. We got to interview him. Um, mainly because, and it, this was really hilarious, because he sent an email to our three book girls email asking us to review this book or as his publicist did and I freaked out because I have been a fan of his for years 
But it didn't say anything in the description about him being an author. It just said Renfair professional. Because he that's what his day job is. He go, he works at a Renaissance festival. And so he has that whole, if you've ever been to a Renaissance festival, you understand the extreme... Shut up, for Christ's sake. Kathy said if she hadn't heard it... she hadn't heard it with her own ears, Martha, OMG. <laughs> and Kelly said laughing emoji. Anyway... Um... He, he's really a good actor as well. He must be in order to participate in the Renaissance Festival to that level. And he, the accent, he's got it all down. But it, it really feels like the, he wrote something that is special in this book. I mean, there are so many other books that I could recommend of his that were really good. And I have reviewed them on the podcast, oddly enough. But this book, trust me on this, is going to be huge. And based on the sales of this book at this bookstore, I'm proven right. So, I'm going to read a really good Poignant adult. Book. Shut up your face. <laughs> <laughs> a really good adult, not meaning spicy. I'm just saying, shut up. I'm just saying. <laughs> Martha's getting salty. I'm getting salty. This is payback for all the shit she gives me. About yeah, being a fangirl. I know. I'm never know. letting this go. I'm never living it down. <sighs> it's, it's earmarked. It's God. recorded. It's going to the National Library in D.C. It's recorded. It's, it's over. For those of you who don't know what the hell they're talking about, I hate that word. <laughs> From the depths of my soul, and for some reason it came out my mouth. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> no no I'm gonna go into Urban Dictionary tonight and make something up yeah I'm gonna do it this I'm is an ongoing it. running joke of how much Martha because hates anytime that I word. read a book and I try and say it was poignant she looks at oh, me and then she word. and then she's like <laughs> oh. <laughs> alright I know I know I'm gonna I make know. you a mug with a cricket cutter that just says poignant <laughs> we need to make up a new word that means poignant like i don't know like rufus and i'll be like this book was so rufus <laughs> stop trying to make fetch happen like fetch stop trying to make fetch happen <laughs> i love you martha god <laughs> oh my god we broke martha so was that your whole review you done? I, no. I, I, I think I, I, I I'm think I'm done. So anyway, that was The Black Tongue Thief by Christopher Buhlman. And it was really, really good and mostly not the P word. There was only one scene that was like that in the whole book. There was book. one scene that was very Rufus. <laughs> you know, I have a great vocabulary and I can't even use it because we're in public. <laughs> Keith, I still have an extra couch if you need it. <laughs> <laughs> She's my house guest tonight. How hard do you sleep? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Family, if I don't make it home, you know where to look. Yeah. I have a really big backyard. <laughs> <laughs> the, there oh, are a lot of farms God, here. That's hilarious. 
What else were we going to talk about? I totally lost my train of thought now. I was thinking about how to end this thing. and now it's We were late. talking about, about inappropriate Googling. Oh. Well, first I was going to mention, could you imagine going into a fight with somebody and you, you know, you're ready, you're take your stance and all of a sudden they just start stripping and you're that like, would be a on? great distraction to get the first punch in you're like hold on yeah it really oh. would you know that's true Barry. it really would <laughs> hold on yeah <laughs> gotta get out my bird <laughs> no the tattoos in this book were really awesome next time i get in a there, bar fight i'm doing pictures? that i was thinking while everyone was doing the reviews and i was paying attention really um, could you imagine if three book girls ended up in the Urban Dictionary? What do you think that would be like? What do you think our description would be? Um, the dino porn lady, the poignant the, lady, the, ye- the, the, baby, the baby lady, <laughs> the poignant baby eating readers. Did we put moist in there somewhere? Hey! It would be a very moist entry on Urban Dictionary <laughs> if it was about us. <laughs> That's not fair. Yes, ma'am. Okay, we're going to be, so it's three book girls, but there's four of you there. See, that question comes up a lot. It does. All right. I don't count. <laughs> when? Yes, math is an issue. Yeah, math. We don't math. I can't do math. I, I don't math. It's like on that planet where they think you're 14, but you're really something else. Do you remember, else. The, do <laughs> yes. you remember the band? Three, do you remember the band in the 80s, the Thompson Twins? Were so, there more than two? There were three of the Those Thompson Twins, jerks. right? But in all seriousness, there were three. we started out as three. Yeah. And we've just grown as... We've evolved. Yeah, we've involved. You know, on her world, they sort can of. just add months to the yeah, calendar. The We're same. just adding book girls, like when, whenever we just want willy to. Just willy-nilly. In fact, there are five regular cast members of our podcast right now. We miss you, Pat. Pat is in Wyoming. She has a husband that has, has in the past few years, had a lung transplant. And so she can't be near people because he might get COVID. So. What is it? What? Pat has said she's making a new urban dictionary word, <gasps> moignant, which is was da- damp and touching. <laughs> moignant. I which, might like that word. I might use it. I know. That. I like it. I need a moignant What does it mean? Disgusting. My date last damp night was very moignant. Very moignant. <laughs> My date last night was moignant. <laughs> I think we could use that a lot. It's getting a lot of traction in the chat. I don't think we should ever use that word but no we they started off as three i can't wait to use that word if you go back and listen to like the old episodes it was just three of us yeah we started we started with three the reason we started the podcast in the beginning was that i would lament every time i went into the office that i could never have a conversation about books ever if i tried to have a conversation that wasn't about work with one of my coworkers, it's impossible because I, I am not interested in any way, shape, or form in sports. And that's the only thing that people want to discuss or movies. I would always say, what's, last, you know, what's the last book you read? Because I'm interested and I'm thinking, oh, well, Curious that's a way George. to connect with people, right? <laughs> and, the quest, and the answer to that question was always, well, I, I don't think I've read a book since high school. And it just made me feel so sad that we didn't have a larger group of people that we could discuss the things we love with. And so there was a void in the world without this podcast. It's not about having authors on. 
It's not about um, being totally serious all the time because clearly we couldn't do it if we tried. <laughs> we might. But the most inappropriate we book club. love books to the very core. We love everything about them and we're all different. We can't agree on a damn thing. That's why we review different books every week. Because right. I'm not reading her book. And I'm not reading hers. I, I don't might want, read some of Ani's, honestly. I don't no. want a fantasy I, poignant. Shut up. Oh, my God. We are never going to get I would throw myself off a bridge if I read Vonnie's books. They would depress you would me. Yeet, you would yeet yourself. I'd yeet. And, yeah. and here's the other thing that I should explain is that when COVID hit, we, just like everybody else in the world, lost touch with everyone. And as a way to keep ourselves sane, I think it was you that suggested it. I am 1,000% claiming credit for that. (laughs) Megan said, why don't we do a Zoom call? And I'm like, what the hell is a Zoom? Literally what the text said. (laughs) Yeah. And I said, and we did, we were like, well, let's just throw it up. This was at the very, very beginning. Yeah. We're like, let's just throw this link up and see who logs on. That's what we did. We put a link up on our tribe page. And women from all over the country and all over the world mm-hmm. Carolina. came on to the call on Friday night and we would just sit, talk about books, talk about our lives, whatever. And these people have become our friends. And we try. You know what? We are still doing those damn calls. We still are. We're They've still moved doing days. the call because every time we try to stop doing the call, people are like, don't stop doing the call. <laughs> so we're still doing the call. It's on <laughs> Sundays it. at the moment. We moved we it. had to move it because I got a promotion at work and now I work Yay. in the afternoon. And everybody got busy again on Fridays. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's the, in a nutshell, the, the story of three book girls. One of the girls I work with suggested that we do a podcast, which I also had to look up. <laughs> Thank God it didn't have an Urban Dictionary look Yeah, thing. I had no idea. <laughs> and Bonnie's my best friend, and we just did it. And we just kept doing it every single week. And now we're 282 episodes in, and we love it. In almost five years. Almost five years. And we would like to invite all of you, if you're not already members of Patreon, hop on there, get the extra content, grab a, a book, three book girls book mug, book, book mug. If you're here in person, five dollars for those, five dollars for the bags. On Redbubble, yep, the links are still there. The links are up for seventy some odd different products that you can get our little thingy on. I just think these coasters are freaking awesome. So I got these to give You're away. Cute. So hop on there and join our Facebook tribe too. Join the tribe. We're we're able to be a little more ourselves Sometimes. on the tribe. <laughs> we, um oh sorry go we're ahead. a little more inappropriate on the tribe chat than we are on the main page. So um I just want to shout out Kathy who just commented and said Thank you so much for sharing this event on Facebook Live. Love you all. Heart emoji. Eye emoji. I'm in Orlando. Never miss a podcast. Daddy. Have started started listening from the beginning before Martha deleted some of the first ones. She's an OG. <laughs> they were all great. All of them. Appreciate you all. Keep oh, all you do to keep us all Thank reading. You, and then Phyllis. Said, love you all and donna said has got the three of the book girls tribe has gotten me through this pandemic with sanity sort of intact <laughs> <laughs> that's the best you could say as it, much as she had the any of us can yeah. say <laughs> i know right we love our tribe right down to the core the most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing and that's going to do it for 
Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.